This episode is made possible by PwC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion, and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter, which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Warning. Warning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? New York City, Puerto Rico decided to start a radio show. Determined by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. to the Cry Child Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and anything to every anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed and strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshit from nobody. I actually expose the bullshit of the society and chop it up into easy to digest chunks for you. Today won't be anything different. Today we're doing a part two to a response video to an uh to a uh interview done by Antifa collaborator uh, collaborator, uh Antifa um yeah, uh, uh, propaganda specialist Daryl Lamont Jenkins, and of course, uh, let me call my co-host to get him on here. So, wow, and as we get him, yep. So, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you 
statesman, researcher, scholar, a uniter within the patriot movement, one of Antifa's most hated foes, I proudly give to you, Gabriel Brown. Hello, how's it going? Yo, welcome, welcome. We are back with the tedious, the overly tedious task of going point by point with these (laughs) assholes. I got to laugh because I know what you're talking about. (laughs) When you say that, I totally understand. Uh, I, uh, I, I do want to make an announcement on your show, Louie. Go ahead. That um, the videos uh, from the DC trip I took are officially launched uh, as of today. Mm-hmm. So, anybody who wanted to see all that that's listening, uh, you should go check out the DC trip from uh, last week, which we discussed on the last uh, podcast. Right. All right. I just want to let people know about that. All the footage from DC is up that I filmed from the last, uh, you know, the last trip took down there so i just wanted to make that oh the the last the last battle for dc which we spoke about last week which is why we didn't do the daryl lie lie mount jenkins uh part two um last week yeah we had to put this on a delay just because that was a pertinent thing to talk about and you know now, now people you know I remember last week that what was it? Tony Tiger was saying that you know it didn't happen the way I said. So maybe the video footage I have yeah. on my channel will—I uh, don't know. I think it'll clarify that what I was saying was pretty accurate. Well, I hope so yes. too. I hope so too. Um, that's if they—they're listening now. Uh, hopefully they'll come back and then we'll let them. We'll do another announcement for them to uh, you know come and listen. Uh, or watch the videos on your channel. Um, God, last week, we I mean, two weeks ago when we first were going through this abomination of a show, um, I'm talking about uh, <laughs> us, you know, commenting on, on these asshats. Um, <clears throat> we didn't even make it in, fi- we didn't even make it 15 minutes in. Isn't that amazing that we had to, that there's so much stuff there? It, that we only went for fifteen minutes to that. It's just fucking aggravating, dude. I'm like, I'm like, how much, how much can they fucking lie? How much can they like, um, you know, uh, uh, misconstru- misconstrue? Which I mean, they they do a lot, and 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 before like, oh, what do what did we misconstrue? Like, li- listen to the last episode. Like I, I, I had to tap out after a while because I'm like, y- yo, I, 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 I just can't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, I... as you know, I've been doing this for about eight years with these people, so I, I, I've been reading their stuff. I've been listening to what they have to say. That's why I have a, a keen understanding of their, their workings of their minds. And their tactics, and every time I've talked about this stuff on the show over the, you know, I guess the past few years that we've been talking about these type of topics, mm-hmm. and that's why it's important that the audience hears this stuff as well as you, yeah. so that they understand that, you know, I wasn't out of my mind when I was talking about this eight years ago, <laughs> even back then, right. on other, you know, on other outlets. There's a track record here, and here's the proof. 
their own words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're doing exactly what I've been saying they're doing. It's just... So it's not just my words, it's theirs. That's very important to emphasize. So, well, yeah. Tonight will be uh, interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping we're able to get through this, but I got to feel like you know, every two minutes, every two minutes he's saying something like, uh, look, we only made it 13 minutes and uh, 13 minutes and 28 seconds. <laughs> I know. I have to laugh because it's so insane. <laughs> it's like, what? It's what? so insane. But yeah, that, that's that, that. You know, it's funny. I for for a long time, when I used to see these people put statements up and videos, I'm like, it would take a whole essay to explain everything they're talking about, mm-hmm. just within this thirty seconds. It like on on a whole host of issues and things they talk about. You can literally write an essay. It would take that much information just to counter their crap. You know what I mean? You know what I mean by that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, it is necessary because we got to get through that. Right. You know, because if, if we don't do that, who else is gonna? Yeah, I mean, it's. it's I don't know. <laughs> I have no. I have no fucking clue. It's just I hate to be the one to do it. No, but somebody's got to do it, and at least we'll have it on the record. Someone, someone we has. We could always refer. Like, back, we could always reference back to these. Uh, these important podcasts, so uh, you know, when people have questions, it'd be like, "Oh, revert back to so and so show." If you want to really know the details on this, we'll tell you some more. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're doing. This is like the worst, like um, the worst uh, 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 commentary. Um, what you call it? The worst, the worst uh, uh, director's commentary ever. But as as you said, it's uh, we have to expose the bullshit, yeah. and there's mountains of it here. <laughs> we have to try to make it easy to, uh, you know, little bits and pieces to digest. I guess is uh, the saying you got. Yeah, and that's okay. We're gonna try our best to do that. It's like, oh my god, like shut <laughs> up, like you know. I mean, and the thing the thing is, when it came when it comes to people like. Um, uh, Spencer Sunshine, Darlamont Jenkins, uh, and, and hell, you just told me about another podcast that we're going to do right after this, going point by point, and I'm oh, like, it's even better than this oh one. My God. It, it, I think it's gold. <laughs> what, like, what we're going to be doing next time when we do one of these? Like honestly, it's it's like, it, honestly, it reminds me of a special ed class. Where one kid went, and then the whole class went, like it, it makes as much sense. I'm going to tell you a little story there. Uh, yeah. I actually was in the special ed class where mm-hmm. kids were literally bouncing off the walls. Oh. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, okay. So I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about because I've actually witnessed it in person. Like, and and you got these, <laughs> yeah. you got these, you got these people who, honestly. Like you have to ask them, how are their lives so bad? Like how are their ah. lives so, so like, um, you know, why do they feel like they're such victims? And here I am. This is me speaking as a person of color, who, you know, you would think has the right to feel like a victim, who should. Well, sir, get that all day that you are. Well, yeah. unless you say something they don't agree with. Yeah, then of course. Just, no, no, call you a racial slur, but you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. 
Yeah, well, they'll feel justified in doing so. But, you know, that's Thank neither you. that's neither here nor there. But, um, it, it, you know, you, you tend to... You know, you, you start wondering, like, okay, what, what, what the actual fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think the next podcast that we do discuss mm-hmm. is going to reveal a lot about the inner workings of some of their minds. Mm-hmm. And it's going to show that they really are the bullies that we've always said they are. Literally. Oh, yeah. And you, you're going to. And it's people, you know. Check definitely check that show out, people. When uh, mm-hmm. when we're ready to do that one, well, uh, I would say we could definitely go for this one now. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, let, let's see what kind of BS we're going to run into within the first few minutes. Oh God, because <laughs> it I, should be interesting. I'm really not looking forward to this. I mean, I, I like um, if some of you guys ha- haven't uh, don't subscribe to me on YouTube, please do. Uh, I I've posted uh, a couple videos of uh, some of my um <clears throat> I mean I wouldn't even call it trolling I would be call, I would call it social experiments I've been doing on uh, That's what I Yeah um from what I've observed they really are social experiments Yeah I oh, mean and, and 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 these are like real social experiments not like oh I'm I'm going to go into the hood and start some shit um <laughs> not like Joey Salad yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna freaking be doing fart noises on on people sitting down and you know disrespecting people. No, I'm asking them straight up questions like, um, why do Black Lives Matter? And I'm and I'm not letting them get away with the oh come on man, you know. No, I don't know. You tell me. Tell me what. Like I'm I'm basically trying to make people <clears throat> think. I'm trying to make people actually give me an argument. Like even even though it's like even though it seem it would seems kind of silly like okay why don't you defend your right to life why do you feel like you should be allowed to live why do you feel like you deserve justice or or supposed justice like what tell me well, t- I think, yeah I think they're reasonable questions because you know you know what the problem is mm. oftentimes people get wound up yeah. and uh, we gotta fight this we gotta fight that we gotta fight 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 fight. There's never any discussion of why we fight. There's never any discussion of the the underlying real issues that, like you're asking, does your life truly matter? Yeah. And can you explain why it does? Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people can explain that answer. <laughs> they haven't really thought it through. They're so wound up in a fight that they're not even really going back to fundamental basics on why why we fight. Mm. And they get lost in the fray as a result of it. And I think it's important to ask these questions and as, as a social experiment. Because, I mean, you know, people get lost in the, in the fray all the time. You know, you, you talk to some of these Antifa people, they'll scream, we got to fight fascism, we got to fight fascism. But then they don't, you ask them what fascism is and they don't have answers on it. You don't actually know. Yeah. So then they don't actually know what they're fighting. Other than this, the specter of what they think fascism at the moment must be, which apparently is just, it's a living definition that can change at a moment's notice right, right. for some people. And that's, that could get you in a lot of trouble if you can't, if you don't have anything concrete to work with. And a lot of times people don't have concrete stuff to work with and they get lost. So yeah, I think your questions are valid to ask. Yeah. 
it's good to make videos like that. I'm glad you're actually doing that. Yeah, I mean, it, it like it, it, there is some comedic value to it because it, it's like you you see these people getting upset, and it's you know it's like okay, why are you getting upset? You can't defend you can't defend it. I I you know this this young lady she tried to um to be insulting. Um, and you know, I'm like, I, I called her out on that. I'm like, look, I haven't been mean to you once. I haven't called you an ethnic slur once. I haven't said that you were stupid once. No, I, I, I actually started semi flirting with her. Right. You know, and, and that kind of uh, disarmed her a little bit. Um, do not be afraid to Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Flirt. <laughs> it, uh, it, yeah. But you know, it's like she ended up. She ended up having the bail. She ended up bailing on it. But definitely watch that. But why? But uh, without further ado, without further ado, we will. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna start this shit. Ugh. Ugh. Example of the characters Ugh. in the uh, tragic comedy. The tragic comedy of this bullshit. Ugh, all right. I don't know, but we gotta go for the deal. Yeah, right. Some unfortunately it's us, but we can have fun with it. All right, all right. We we start. We're gonna start this at eleven forty nine, and here we go. Then it would um because by, by November eighty eight, I've already saw my Public Enemy concert, so I was really radicalized then. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, um, that was when, um, I saw the Geraldo show and then March, I was out of the air force and I just started just gathering the information on my own, started going to my own protests and everything, you know, I mean, everything just started happening. So yeah, I would say from February 88 to like March 31st, 89, I was in the air force and and I would say about um, 89, that's when the ball really got rolling. But I ended up in um, the music scene more than the, more than the um, um, political scene. I was just, but although I will say, is the fun part. Yep. David Dink is one in 89. Mayor of New York. First black mayor of New York. New York from... One of the worst mayors of New York. That point on, after Bensonhurst, that happened in August of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, New York became the petri dish for the alt, for what we call the alt right now, because everything that I mean, every, they, they just basically made black people a stranger in their own city. They used, they threw the book at us left and right. Some of the nastiest people 
in New York would eventually be seen at American Renaissance Conference. And they were and they were high profile. And it was attacking David Dinkins and black people relentlessly for those four years. And then when Giuliani came in, it was it was all out war. It was yeah. a straight up all out war. So, um, I mean, it's it's a there's a lot to unpack in that regard. But it was there that I and it was around that time. I was also listening to um, talk radio a lot more. And, you know, Rush Limbaugh was at his nastiest. Um, there was a radio talk show host by the name of Bob Grant. Um, who was on for for decades, and he used to let um, white supremacists leave their contact information on the air, on seventy seven ABC. Um, they would call, it's amazing. Me, and I got the cassette tapes of it. Because <laughs> when I said document, document that too, because I started hearing some things that I was hearing from the Nazis, and when I started hearing um, Bob Grant leaving, um, allowing um, neo Nazis to leave their contact information on the air because he didn't like the fact that there were black nationalists all over the place or black racists out there as he called them um allowing to just run free so he just gave um so he gave um you know his airwaves to them and it was like okay okay i mean we know who you are now we those really people do. have uh have a real problem uh seeing uh equality as anything uh less than them losing uh they they don't get the whole idea of us coming here doesn't mean you go there. You know, they, they're, they're, they're never gonna, they're never gonna understand that. I just don't think they're actually smart enough to, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, on it, I mean, it's they my honest care. opinion, right? Or they just don't care. You know, I mean, they, yeah, I think it's more, I think it's more on the lines that they don't care. I mean, I was just um, talking to somebody about this earlier. I mean, the fact of the matter is what we're dealing with right now is that this is the generation of conservatives, um, that let a black man into the white house. Yep. They have freaked out. To the, that was that was basically not a shot across the bow. That was a. Okay, so if, if that's the case, <laughs> I, I know I was waiting to. I was going to say just to stop that right there. <laughs> if, if that's the case, it, it, we 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 allow the black men. So then, so then, where's the racism? If that's the case. Where- Throughout the entire Obama age, did you see the white power slash white supremacist slash white whatever come out in maximum force to, you know, engage in terror actions around the country? Did you see any of that, Louis? I, I, didn't, I didn't see that because, anti- like, like, like I was telling that young lady in that video, like the the like, do you believe in white supremacy? Okay, yeah. The white nationalist or white white supremacists, their number is so low that if they rise up, no one no one like no one believes their there's there's hardly anyone that would follow their beliefs. And if that happens, a whole bunch of people will rise up against them, more against them of all of all political spectrums would be like, No, cut the shit. No, we're not doing this white power shit. Goodbye. They're just—they're across the board highly unpopular to most people. In general, a lot of right-wing people are not in favor of white supremacy, let alone white nationalist stuff. I mean, hell, last year they and were, pretty much most of the left. Last year, some white supremacists tried to go to some Trump rallies, and and Trump supporters kicked them out. They're like, "We don't want your—you, we don't want your type here." Like get out. Are you talking about up in Boston? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, there was a Boston rally. A super, I believe Super Happy Fun America was organizing an anti-communist uh, yeah. 
bit, which they always do. I, you know, I've been up to many of those Boston rallies, and of course, um, you know, a bunch of Nazis showed up. I think I can legitimately call these people Nazis, the ones that showed up, because they were actually wearing swastikas. And they had, you know, they, they were straight up, you know, Nazis. <laughs> were they, why, were they, were they over 80 years old? No, I mean, they're Nazis in the modern sense. Oh. And the only reason I'm calling them Nazis is because they actually showed up with the with actual Nazi symbols. Oh. And they were professing, you know, white identitarian interests. And But the point is, you know, they, they weren't the original Third Reich Nazis, of course, mm-hmm. obviously. But, you know, there, there were some shady characters. There. And they did show up. And, you know, it's funny, the people that were on the pro-Trump side... Which are not Nazis were act. They were dealing with a two-front attack mm-hmm. in a way. They were dealing with the Antifa, the usual Antifa communists, and then they had the. Then they were basically speaking out against the Nazis, and then the left was like taking pictures of them with the Nazis standing next to them, saying, "Oh, they're with the Nazis," even though you clearly see on the footage that was put out by News to Share that the organizers of the event were upset that these you know pro-Nazi people showed up. They were speaking out against them, saying, we want nothing to do with you. We're not, you're not part of us. So they made it clear, but, of course, it doesn't matter, you know, because, you know, that's that's the way this game works. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, the, the, the far right, the far right, the far right, who the fuck is the far right? Like, any, like honestly, they, they, like, we need a definition on what the far right is to them. Cause I'm like I get called far right, and I'm like, no, dude, I'm just a regular ass libertarian. I just don't like. I I was having the discussion with someone on on Omegle about this today. They're like, oh, well, we might have different uh, political uh, ideals, uh, but I believe that we should be we uh, there should be welfare to take care of people. I know there's some people that 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 uh, took advantage of. It. I'm like, you know what? They do, but there's a certain program. That that people are not able to take advantage of, and in fact, once they get on it, they a lot of times they get off. But that usually gets uh, that gets taken away after a while, and it's called workfare. Well, yeah. I I think I know how to answer your question on what qualifies as far right in a way. Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of have a, a, a way to determine that for you. Mm-hmm. You see, the people arguing with us who would tell you you're far right are so far left to the point where they literally fell off the edge of the table mm-hmm. that they believe that the edge that they fell off is the center mm-hmm. and anything beyond the center, their center is far right. Even if you're actually in the, you're, you could be center left and they would call you far right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think that's a perfect analogy to answer your question Yeah, because, I mean, it, they re, they, they're calling people far right that don't even remotely qualify under any examination. Like, you could literally look at the issues and the positions they hold, and they just they don't qualify for mm-hmm. that. And, you know, and then, then you get into these weird arguments or nuances where, you know, if you look at some of these white identitarians, they, they have uh, left-wing economic positions. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, I mean... I'm going to use Richard Spencer as a prime example. I mean, if you really think of it, he's basically a communist that wants communism for white people exclusively. Mm. He believes in socialism. He believes in, you know, a big, you know, totalitarian state, essentially, to administer socialism for white people. 
So economic, I mean, he, he's pro-Islamist. He, he believes that that's a weapon that needs to destroy the capitalist West and, you know, the Jewish capitalist conspiracy. So I, it's funny if you're, if you, white nationalists and white supremacists are very diverse in their economics and their political positions where sometimes they have more in common with these Antifa people than they do any of us. Because hmm. I not I'm not a socialist, and I don't, I don't agree with their mode or methodology on how they believe the state should be administered. So I, I don't share much in common with them mm-hmm. when it comes to any of that stuff. But they share more in common with Antifa-type people than we could possibly ever. So does that make them left-wing? That's that's where it gets a little like crazy. It's like what what what's actually left and right? Or, or we, you have to break it down. You know, is it left right economics? Well, I mean, left, uh, honestly, social political. I, I mean, call it oversimplifying, but I would rather go with the whole right wrong instead of left right. Okay, at this point. That, I mean, to me, I mean, hey, I, I I guess I have a complex view of looking at all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I know how to separate. It because I'm not lazy about that. Well, that's the thing. Most people, I feel most like people... these collectivist ideologies are extremely lazy and yeah. how they and, and highly flawed with yeah. their conclusions I, I, about yeah. what they think about people. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I the way I grew up, I was taught if you don't work, you don't eat. That that's it. I mean, I mean it's a pretty simple rule. I mean, some people might think that's uh, harshly authoritarian, but in a lot of ways, that's uh, that's actually what communism professes. Well, I mean, because communism that, that, speaks about the workers, yeah. the workers' struggle, right? Yeah, but that's so the thing. you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In 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 a communist society, you have people who are busting their asses, not eating. Yet, yet the people on top, the the bourgeoisie, I guess what they would be called. Are, are getting fat Like look at Modero You got people You got people In, in Venezuela Fucking starving to death And yet You got people uh, Modero Like uh, like Modero And some uh, And the small rich population there They're still fat You have You have this guy Talking about how You know He was It, it, it was on the John Oliver show He was saying He was showing a, 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 a newscast With Modero He's talking about how People need to tighten their belts People need to do that. People, he's talking to tell people who already have to tight that have to tighten their belts to keep their pants from falling off because they're starving. And 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 he, while he thinks he's off camera, he's eating a freaking uh, 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 a uh, an empanada. <laughs> well, I'm not shocked by that. In fact, uh, I was actually I think it was today. I was uh, searching for YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I had a channel pop up with a, a North Korean defector, this woman who defected from North Korea. And she was showing um, classified photos that were given to her from inside sources that the, the leadership, you know, the leader of North Korea is eating elaborate meals, with, like decorated like figurines around it. And everyone else in the country is eating sawdust bread while he's eating like Cuisines that I don't think the people in North Korea even know exist outside of, uh, you know, they, they've never seen some of this stuff. But yet, this guy's eating lavish, like stuff you would expect, like the royalty of Europe during the, the height of the Victorian era or like the, the late seventh, you know, 17th century or 18th century. Well, I mean, yeah, but this is, this, this is the thing. I mean, <laughs> the thing. North- like this everywhere where yeah. communists have. Yeah, I mean, and in North Korea, it goes worse than that. Like, they 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 rat like 
like a bodega. They they're bodegas. They don't call them bodegas. They're like in like they're in like somebody's like private home, like almost like a closet, and they have to be like speakeasy. Like imagine having to go to a speakeasy for a can of Pringles. That's what well, these people have to go I, I through. Think I'm start, I think we're starting to kind of see like uh, a glimpse of that a little bit, the way that our government's running things now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not, we're not on that level yet, but it's like, it's kind of inching its way in that direction, like in the ultimate conclusion that will become that way. Mm-hmm. But we, we've seen glimpses of what it could look like if it continues that direction. Right. And that would be the ultimate conclusion. You would have these speakeasies. Where people would, I mean, you have a situation where police officers are literally putting like flashlights in business windows to make sure business owners are not right. operating beyond ten o'clock at night, yeah. so, anyway, which is usually around the time where they make the most of their money on the second. You know, when it comes to the bar, you know, industry or whatever you want to call it, yeah. the bar owners make their money after ten o'clock because people show up at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock to get a drink. And that's usually when like uh waiter staff people, you know, when restaurants close around 11, yeah. the waiter staff will usually show up for a drink and they'll bring the whole crew with them. And then these bars, they make their money doing that. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts. It feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay motors, 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. And now they can't do that anymore. Okay, we got we got uh, Greg Vetter. He's like... Shout out to Louie. Reject the left-right spectrum. There is no such thing as leftist or right-wing. Um, is is this an issue with uh, communist ideology or with uh, dictatorships? Um, is communism inherently authoritarian? Well, I I don't know what kind of communism we're talking here. <laughs> I mean, talking uh, anarcho communism, or we're talking state communism. <laughs> I, I, I has a tendency to become that, and it eventually degenerates into that. Yeah. Uh, at least in you know my experience and my study of history, mm-hmm. um, I I would dispute though that I think the left and right do exist to an extent because people by default they they gravitate towards those positions whether it exists or not for lack of a better term, people identify with those terms and those positions. And, I mean, you listen to Antifa, they'll certainly uh, tell you they identify with left, you know, orientation. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They'll tell you that. Even if you don't think there's a left or right paradigm, they certainly are what they say they are when it comes to that. And, you know, the... There are people who exist in the center, but also the thing is, left and right is a very nuanced term too. Because left, and, there's different forms of it. You have, you know, left and right forms of economics, left and right forms of political or social. You know, you have different umbrella terms. I mean, there there are left wing, right wing communists. There's left wing, right wing Nazis, libertarians. I mean, I would anarchists. 
There's nothing wrong with the term left and right. It's just a different variant of uh, a larger umbrella label. And the problem, like when it comes to the libertarians and the, the ANCAPs, you know, the, the anarchists within that like whole spectrum, they, they tend to say, oh, if you're, you're, if you don't subscribe to these social issues, then you can't be an anarchist or libertarian. And I, I I would argue that you can make a libertarian argument, for example, with open or closed borders mm. within the context of libertarianism. I often hear, well, if you vote, you can't be an anarchist. Well, that sometimes voting is a more of a tactical thing than it is like a, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Lysander Spooner, who was a lawyer as well as an anarchist, made the argument that uh, voting was a uh, a tool of self defense or a weapon of self defense against the state for your protection. And you know, I've I've heard some people who subscribe to anarchism, they'll tell you, oh, well, you can't have borders, you can't have voting. Well, you know what? There are some anarchists and libertarians that believe in borders and voting, and you can make a, a libertarian or anarchist argument mm-hmm. for why things are not status. Per se. Well, yeah, I mean, Ron, Ron Paul is a is a perfect uh, example of of that. He made uh, he made a libertarian argument for uh, for borders. I think you know the borders are not a borders are not a determining factor of whether a state exists or not, or statism. There, borders does not automatically mean statism. You can have non-state communities that operate with borders, and that, that's, you know, common security exists. You have security defense forces that protect the perimeter of your boundaries. I mean, you have a border between the entranceway of your, your apartment or house mm-hmm. and the outside world, which is, constitutes as a door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, some people choose to lock their door and some people choose to keep it open. But it still qualifies as a border. Right, right. And I've argued with Larkin Rose about this. He, he tried to tell me I I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm crazy or whatever. And I, I don't I don't care for these celebritarian people who I don't know. If you look at the fundamentals of what these things are, a computer desk and a computer border each other. That, I mean, these are tangible, real things that have nothing to do with the state. The state doesn't own a monopoly on borders or a variety of things we're talking about. It's there's different variants of it and variations. And, you know, these are nuanced things. Uh, but anyway, I'm kind of digressing into this. This is a separate topic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's continue. Uh, again, they were talking about, uh, there was, there's all these white supremacists and and that voted for Obama. (laughs) Yes. Right. Thinking and they're trying to bail out. And that's why they don't care about facts. They're creating their own narratives. They are doing everything. Already? Already. Already. Okay, we're creating our own facts? Yes, that's what they claim. We're creating our own facts. Well, this is self-projection. It's a tactic they use all the time. They accuse you of what they themselves are doing. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they'll tell you that that's what we're doing. Yeah. It's which it, it makes you question your sanity when you hear them say these things. It, it really does. But, it, it, it's not questioning my sanity. It's like, no, I know you're a liar. Like, I know you're lying. If you're if you're strong minded enough to know they're lying to you, they can't they can't like convince you that you're crazy. 
It's like, they, can, yeah. but they're hoping to convince everyone else that they're crazy. But if you think, I mean, you've read their tactics. Yeah, yeah. What is one of the tactics? It's, they must control the narrative. Yeah. So he's actually talking about what the, the, they're complaining about people like ourselves. When in actuality, they're the ones who seek to dominate a narrative. And then they'll uh, attack people who choose to present their own, you know, alternative narrative. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to present an alternative narrative based on facts that I can prove are real. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what they're doing. They're playing this little game. And like, like I said before, if, you know, they're complaining all oh, the conservatives are up in arms mm-hmm. about a black man becoming president, you know, Obama. Well, where were, like, did you see white supremacists going out and, like, armies of people, like Antifa, destroying cities over that? No. You didn't see any of that. But yet, they, I mean, and that that you would expect something like that if that was the case, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would, but yeah. I, we never saw any of that. So, obviously, this white supremacist boogeyman is not as... Uh, it's not as well established as they would like to convince us. Yeah. Whereas these anti people are a serious threat and it's ridiculous to me. And that's why we got to call them out. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you play more of this. Yeah. Let me, let me, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like I knew this was going to happen every two seconds. They, he says something like the fuck is wrong. Ugh. All right. And they can, as we can see even right now with Biden winning and them trying to um, reverse that. They're doing everything they can, up to and including civil war, to maintain some sort of power in today's society. What civil war? What violence have we done? Uh, what well, pro- the- protesting? And then we 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 find that there is actual evidence of them trying to steal. That they we found three hundred thousand uh, um fraudulent ballots. Like what 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 the fuck? What the fuck? What was just supposed to allow them to fucking steal? What? 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 The, the fuck? The fuck? The, and, and honestly, he's like, oh well, they keep getting thrown out of the uh, thrown out of the court. Thrown. No, they're not being thrown out based on merit. They're being thrown out based on procedure, which means the judges are not looking at the evidence. At they're all. ignoring the evidence and they're just bypassing it because apparently uh, the procedure. Is more important than the actual merits of the evidence. We just need to continue with this uh, false formality that everything is uh, kosher when it's not. And the thing is, you know, they're talking about the the left is the one really pushing for a civil war. Yeah. But the funny thing is, on one hand, you could argue on the surface it has the appearance of a civil war, but more and more as I think about it, I think it's actually a foreign insurgency using domestic operatives to engage in a, um, a war against the American people for both fourth and fifth generational warfare. Mm. And I think that one of the key players in this is China. Yeah. I think China is actually engaging in a, uh, in a war against us using domestic operatives as uh, uh, on the surface to create the perception that we're engaging in a civil war. So I think it's actually worse than a civil war. Because if you look back at the Civil War, it was basically two separate factions of Americans who were disputing how one side or the other was being a hypocrite and violating their constitution and and the rights of the other side. I mean, let's face it, the South was being hypocritical about owning slaves, 
and the North was being hypocritical about forcing, you know, imposing uh, control over the South the way it did. But they were all Americans, and they were all fighting for what they thought a true America was. Yeah. Good. Whereas this time, our enemies, they they want to destroy America. Yeah. We want to preserve it. They want to burn it down. Yeah, Gregory That's Vether in the Gregory Vather in the YouTube chat room. He goes, uh, "You may believe in something entirely different, but still have to live and work within the confines of an entirely different system." I question if they're actually stupid or if they are trying to trick you. I've talked to someone before they live in an alternative reality. Uh, they, they're they in cahoots with one another. Uh, that's what well, he's, he, I guess he's coming on China and the foreign, I mean, and the domestic terrorists. So... <clears throat> But uh, let's get back to the to the audio because we've only made it fifteen thirty seven in, so that's two minutes more into this fucking abortion. <laughs> like, and and you know what the thing the thing that fucking annoys me is Daryl Lamont Jenkins shit eating grin while he's like talking like oh my god like dude he's very arrogant about his, what he does like honestly because he's been around a long time. Like and honestly, and he's one of those people. Like, he he seems like the type of guy that he'll say he'll threaten to like kick ass, and then when you bow up, he's immediately tries to act like a victim. Like, oh, you're gonna fight me? I'm a person of color. Like, don't don't play man, don't play fucking man games. Create their own their own little myths. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can't really believe much of what uh, the press secretary says anymore. And uh, I mean, not that it was all truth before. It's just it's kind of crazy how far it's gotten out of there. But, uh, you know, one of the things that was interesting to me is I was looking up more about you after the first time uh, Rod Weber had uh, had actually introduced us uh, on the street there um, was uh, the music. I really met him, too. Yeah. Yeah, but he he knew all uh, he knew who you were. He was like you know all up on this is Daryl Lamont Jenkins. You want to know this guy, and uh, you know so who knows about that? But that, it was great. But you know the music scene you're talking about is the punk scene, right. and and again one of these interesting threads throughout you know early life for you there is the punk scene is also at that point still sure it's not the early '80s anymore. It's not half skinheads half not skinheads and brawls at concerts where the non-skinheads are trying to get rid of the skinheads but there's still some underpinnings of that older skinhead uh punk kind of uh group around the scene into the early 90s like i mean it's just not there anymore but now they've moved off into like death metal and all kinds of other funny things yeah but you were around that music scene trust me i really don't have a problem with them going into the death metal scene i mean um, or, or even the metal scene, for that matter. There was a, um, there's a group out there called Power Trip that is definitely on our side. Um, rest in peace to Riley Gale, who was their um, lead singer. Uh, but I saw them open up um, a couple of years ago. I saw them open up for Obituary and Exodus. Mm-hmm. They were bad as hell. <laughs> nice. But they considered, they considered, I mean, but they're seen today the same way that we would have seen the Black Crows 30 years ago. Black Crows was kind of like a, a, a throwback group. Right. You know, Lenny Kravitz's um, stuff was kind of like a throwback thing. Yeah. Uh, so when you see Power Trip, they consider throwback. A- and I would say, yeah, that sounds about right, because 
I was actually um, I'm going to name drop it because it's on. This is a the huge conversation on YouTube um, with me. We did a Zoom conference a while back. Me and the Bouncing Souls um, were close back then. And they're a punk band out of here, New Brunswick, New Jersey. They are and, my second favorite band in the world. <laughs> and they're some of my best friends. <laughs> I love them. I love them. And the thing about and when we talked about it, it's like you know, um, yeah, what people, what we listen to now. What we listen to then now, they just look at it as dad music, <laughs> right? Metal, and it's like, <laughs> and it's so sad because we're sitting there looking at ourselves, going, you know, we're there now. <laughs> we're, 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 we're we're the grandpas listening to the old standards, <laughs> right? I'll I'll play uh, some Pennywise, fuck authority, and my my you know fourteen year old stepson will be like, that's old. And I'm like, but are <laughs> my wife's son, my wife's son, my wife's son. <laughs> <laughs> my stepson who has absolutely zero respect for me <laughs> he calls he calls me Greg <laughs> yeah you know it's funny the the, uh, these people are uh, they're talking about how they, they're basically acting like they, well they're proving they're out of touch for everything yeah they they they're like, oh, well, all this music, it's like, you know, all these all these youngsters, they, they just don't get the music. And, you know, maybe they don't. I mean, we make, sometimes we can say the same. But the thing is, I think we have a better grasp on reality than these folks do. They literally, like, Daryl thinks he's still fighting neo-Nazis that, you know, he was fighting back in the 80s or 90s. He thinks that those people are still everywhere. It's like, where are they? A lot of them are not around anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tom Medsker is uh, doing anything. He's, I think, I, in fact, I think he's dead. You know, you know, so worried about that. Those, those people are pretty much dead. They're dust. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, that just goes to show you that. Yeah. Um, more, more, uh, more uh, comments. <clears throat> uh, maybe China will stop the American government from disarming their citizens. Uh, Antifa is kind of like Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, th- no, they're more dangerous than that. They're not. They're not. That's the thing. I mean, you're. you're surface, people. they look like they're. You know, I know everyone's like crying to go cry to your basement. <laughs> no, they're dangerous people. They, Antifa is of all age groups, from like eighteen to like eighty. Yeah. Okay, I've met them all in, in all their age groups. Uh, yeah, they're they're dangerous people. If you really get into like what what's really going on here. Well, anyway, all right, let's uh, play more of this abortion. Let's try to make it thirty minutes before. Let's get to thirty minutes before I stop this shit. <laughs> Good luck. Let's see how far we can get. He's just going for a history lesson right now in his past. Uh, but I think it's important people understand. This is how long this guy's been doing this stuff. And, you know, yeah. even these, like, modern leftists don't My even know son. who he is. Okay, he's talking about talking about his wife's son, um, apparently. And, um, <laughs> um, you know, I usually have to uh, watch my stepson while my wife is uh, actually getting fucked by Daryl Lamont Jenkins um, in front of me that's since I work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you say that's pretty hardcore? Yeah, it sounds pretty hardcore. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, you know, I, but you know, as a woke person, I feel very, um, privileged to allow Daryl 
to uh, a man, a person of color to fuck my wife's uh, Caucasian vagina <laughs> as I watch and have the pleasure of um, pleasuring myself uh, while before, you know, before and after feeding my son his uh, his non GMO kid cuisine microwavable microwavable uh, meals. Man, these people just leave themselves open for jokes. Oh yeah, they do. They, no, they do. They have no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. My wife's son. Like, what a fucking cuck. He got the cuck look to. Uh, anyways, listening to the lyrics, like it's it's. This is good. And the, no, that's old. And and, and it stinks that you did. <laughs> it is. I talked about how um, a while back I talked about. You kidding me? Gibson had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Guitar Center is now filing for bankruptcy. And it's horrendous. And I'm just sitting there going, because they just want to go to the clubs and dance. That's it. That's they all they want. Bands. They they, they want overproduced, uh, you know, uh, tracks that are designed by algorithms almost at this point. But yeah, whatever. I mean, but, but you know what? I don't want to be that much of the old man to disrespect something that they found. Yeah, of course. I, if that's what if that's what they're playing, that's what they're playing. That's what gets them. But what I always tell people, you are making the same mistakes we made in the eighties. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because we tried to replace every instrument with a keyboard. <laughs> yes, yes, every we did. Keyboard. And our technology wasn't as good as it is today. No, no, no. But, so, but, but we end up. Brought, but see here, go. Let me. Let yeah. Me, make a point about the um the punk stuff back in the day we still had everything that the punk scene was in the 70s and 80s the problem was and and remember i got into the punk scene around 89 89 mm -hmm. 90 the problem was that was when the punk scene was going mainstream on mtv and so it was a torturous battle between trying to maintain your integrity versus trying to make and trying to make that dollar you know i mean you you become a punk you're in a punk band you're doing real good a major label comes up and either you want to stay away from that or you or you just jump right into it. yeah you're you're either the band that signed for island which uh you know hey go get your paycheck i guess if that's what you're here for or you're the band that signed for fat records because uh you just want to tour with fat mike you know yeah yeah I mean, and you're talking Fat Mike. Now, there was a dividing point for me. You go from like 95 on up, I'm about to drift on out. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about done with the scene because I'm about to do One People Project or something like that. Um, but, it, but 91 up until 95? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I mean, everything was Seattle, number one. Yeah. <laughs> it was still good stuff, but everything was Seattle. Or... It was um hip hop. Can't can't discount the hip hop. No, no. Hip hop was underground for a long time. The difference between hip hop and punk is that hip hop really wanted to just jump into the mainstream and it really wanted to get that pop culture thing going. And and there's and I, and I ain't mad at anybody in hip hop at that time. Seriously, not at all, not no. at all. No, but so what's the, as you I mean, work your way out of that scene, it's because you're working your way out of that scene towards more activism. Right. Well. More activism then, but it was just basically about trying to be more prominent and more out there. Just basically, you want to be the rock star if you're a rapper. I mean, that's just the real about it. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's an underground scene, but the underground wanted to come above ground at some point. 
and that was and that was the thing that kind of maybe like differentiated between the hip hop and and the punk scene. And I was always underground. I was always about the underground. I love my mainstream. I will not disrespect <coughs> the talents of those that are in the mainstream if they have the talent. But um, but the fact of the matter is, I wanted to be where everybody was still hungry. I wanted to be where everybody where you are the biggest rock star on that stage on um Saturday morning. You're going back to work. <laughs> yeah, there might only be a hundred people in that audience, but you're the one band tonight that everyone in the audience can sing their songs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it, it was great to have that. It was great yeah. to have that, and, and and still, and you get off the stage and you're just chilling with everybody at a house party somewhere later. Right. I mean, that that's the world I came from. That's the world I love to be a part of. That's where I, I was mean, too, man. And I was in Chicago for a lot of that. It was it was a fun scene. Yeah, I mean, I was we was talking about that just before we came on too, and I mean. Um, I mean, I was the Jersey scene. New Brunswick, New Jersey, New York, um, those are my spots. Um, Chicago, I never made it out there. I never made it out to Chicago during those days, but those days came, those um, bands came out here, and a lot of them, you know, like the industrial and the goth bands, I mean, the, they, they were the ones that I that I saw. I mean, there was something called Jesus Usher Christ, House that came up. out of Chicago yep. that I saw. And I think... The pick face, even though pick face, some folks in pick face did some stuff in um Chicago. I mean here, they were Chicago based too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I actually got video of them. Um, I actually shot some video of them that I still have of them performing at a place called Fastlane in Asbury Park. Um, and they opened and um my um one of my friends, their bands, um Transylvia opened up for them, and it was just a powerful show. It was just a sweet, sweet. Sweet, sweet show. Because Transylvia was a nice little band. It was Transylvia was a band that could just like they were um they were an industrial band that could play with anyone. They they were metal. They were hip hop. They were you know they, nice. they were just, and, and not and not phony about it. They were just that was what they did. Right, and, right, right. So, so you know there, there was some there was some connection that I mean I really had a good time in those um in in those days. I mean I remember. I, I used to do video all the time because I had the public access show Channel X and I remember one time I was looking around this club called the Roxy that doesn't exist anymore in New Brunswick and I just looked around and said These, this is going to be what we later would call the good old days I just said that to myself right? Just, and, and, and it's true and it's true I mean man I miss those days Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun, but you know, we all have to find our thing, and I think uh, both of us kind of uh, found uh, found a lot more activism and a lot more uh, going out and uh, getting right up uh, on people and starting to talk to them. You do it, uh, I think, a little better than me in that you are uh, you are more about talking them down. All right, almost these idiots. These idiots are like, oh, the good old days. Oh, we used to go to these shows. Well, you know what? These idiots helped kill the entire music scene. How through so? how? Yeah. The, by getting by threatening terroristic, um, you know, endeavors against venues that would play bands that weren't politically correct. They would threaten. They would make like in New York City. We used to, you know. The two eleven guys used to have um, you know, voice shows and hardcore shows all the time. They were promoting that and it got to the point where Antifa would call up every venue and say, We're offended by this band, you can't have them play 
So the venue would then say, oh, well, we had bomb threats made against us. Uh, they're threatening to smash our windows. You can't have your show. So it got to the point where in New York City, mm-hmm. they were destroying business at so many of these uh, dive bars that would have, uh, you know, cabaret license to have shows to the point where these bars would go out of business and gentrification would take over and they would totally, you know, it would be gone. They helped contribute to the end of yeah, no. small, raw shows. Yeah, I, I, love, I, love, I, love, I love going to shows like that because when I used to live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, there was this bar called the Trash Bar. There used to be a, a, this bar called the Trash Bar. And I would go yeah, there. Yeah, I know the Trash Bar. I used to go there all the time and watch unsigned artists. In fact, a lot of the artists that I play on this show, I, I, I would see them and I would practically scout them and out. Promote them. At, 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 yeah, at, they, they were in the trash bar. Um, it was, well, guess what? Those places are gone because yeah. Antifa threatened terrorism against so many of these places. Like Santos Party House was gone and Manhattan. Right. Uh, you know, this, this other bar, I think it was Black Bear. They they got all sorts of bad press by the Gothamists because they dare let, you know, a bunch of 211 guys play, like, a bunch of oi bands there. And it got to the point where, like, I'm telling you, they, they literally, they, they threaten these bars. These bars lose business because Antifa's not going there spending money in, on drinks. They, they can't make any money, and then eventually they go under. So they these idiots, I mean, they turned... New York City and all these other places into ABC No Rio, where I heard back in the day, you know, I never got to go there, but I know people that did, yeah. friends of mine, who said that in order to get a band to play there, they had to vet through every single lyric of every single song you play, or, or and you had to submit all that information, and if they find anything they consider politically incorrect, you're not allowed to play there. And they've turned everything into that type of atmosphere now. So, yeah, these idiots that are talking, and I'm going to call them idiots, helped contribute to the death of everything they're talking about, the good old days. They killed it with what they're doing. And they are contributing to the very thing they hate, gentrification. Yeah, They are the enforcers of the gentrification and allowing these, like, you know, these uh, de Blasio types to take over. And they don't even see how they're being used as pawns for that. That's a whole other subject. I just, I had to bring that point up because there's, they're talking nostalgically about all oh, these great old days. We used to be able to have a show. And you know the type of shows I'm talking about. Yes, yes. You grew up around that. And I, I, I wanted to emphasize on that point because I, well, I grew up I mean, in the it, 90s. It, we grew up in the 90s. Yeah. We knew about these type of shows. And you can't have that anymore. You no, can only yeah. have these big multi-corporate type things where you have the security that keeps you off stage. Like you're not even part of the show. You're just like, you're observing like at least these shows that we went to, you were part of the, you were actually part of the show on yeah. stage with the yeah. band. I mean, they're doing, they're doing that with, um, you know, unfortunately a lot of, uh, these comedy shows, they have to like self police now. Uh, cause if you have an indie that show, sounds comical. It wasn't so tragic. Yeah, I mean, like these indie shows, you have these people that they would have these like specialty like comedy shows where you could be as filthy and as offensive as you want, and the people that want to see that would go see that. But because of because of uh, of like systems like this, where you have people that will bitch and complain about uh, a certain people promoting something, they'll they'll shut it down. But 
I mean, yeah. like you say, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't support the business. They, they so oh. these people shut down the show. That business loses revenue, and like what you okay the the, the two three drunk alcoholic uh, locals that go there that they don't they don't buy enough to sustain the place. It goes under. In fact, there was this place on Fourteenth Street. They just recently tore the building down. A lot of indie uh, comedy shows would go down there, and I guess some people fucking complained, and it went down. I mean, and, and now more of that stuff is going to happen because of COVID. That's what I'm saying. So, the, so these people, literally, they, they, this, this left um, toxic ideology killed comedy, killed hardcore punk, boy, or whatever, all this music, all this raw stuff, <laughs> real stuff. It kills it all. And it killed these businesses, and now they don't exist. And it's all thanks to these and characters they, who are reminiscing about the good old days that yeah. people and I, you know, who live today, will never get to experience of because course, of what they're doing today. And these idiots, will be, these would be the same idiots that blame capitalism. That would be like, oh, capitalism is bad. Capitalism is this. You know what? Capitalism brings good entertainment. Capitalism funds your entertainment. Like now, now you don't have a place to go to. You don't have a place to to have your little shows. You're gonna have to go into like these little rinky dink like fucking rundown buildings where, hey, now the New York City Sheriff has to shut them down when you guys hold your little shows. You can't even do that anymore because it's a, It was always illegal, but now it's now they're really looking for people doing uh, that. Oh yeah, because of COVID, it's the new excuse to shut down any kind of gathering. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, these people are the these people contributed to the very death of the very stuff they're they're reminiscing about and, and, and praising. They're idiotic. With classes in crisis communication, influence, and data presentation, Gonzaga University's online Masters in Communication and Leadership equips you with the tools you need to communicate clearly and encourage creativity in any industry. Concentrations in digital media, strategic communication, and global leadership allow you to customize your degree. Visit gonzaga.edu slash communication and learn why a master's degree from Gonzaga can help you take your career to the next level. That's gonzaga.edu slash communication. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I just I had to pause us for a second to bring up that point because yeah. I, ju- I just wanted them to talk about the whole thing and let them reminisce and then point out, well, you idiots are you you killed it. No. <laughs> no, I don't mean in a good way. They killed this. They killed all of it. It doesn't exist anymore because of them. Mm-hmm. And they they're too full. They they're too <laughs> ignorant, or maybe they're not to even notice it. Well, they full. But of I know they're, they're just full of themselves. You notice it too because you you deal with comedy, so you see yeah. the same. Crap that happened to the music is, is happened to the comedy yeah, scene. And, then unfortunately, and, and the leftist comedy has killed. It, it, it demolished comedy to yeah, bits. Yeah, because because it's like the only jokes that you can make are, oh, well, let's make fun of the white man. Let's make... The group oh. therapy session jokes. Yeah, I mean, you were... You were well, it is group therapy. I mean, you, you were there at, at, uh, at an open mic we did. I yeah. Mean, I did. I mean, it's like... Yeah, you know, I I still I still tell the story. I mean, I've said this story often enough. When I was at this one open mic, 
you know, oh, I'm black, I'm I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm lesbian, I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm le-. that's that's how they preference the their preference their fucking jokes. The I one guess girl, that's the punchline, right? Yeah. Well, no, that's the fucking the fucking setup, or or the one girl would that be like, oh, well, I'm such a slut, I've had a threesome, and I'm like, okay, 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 I mean, and and then so I go up. I do, I, you know, I, I like, I make it a point. I was like, fuck it. I had all this new material I was going to work on. I said, fuck it. I'm just going to do my offensive shit. So I do my yeah. Whitney Houston, Bobby Christina joke. I do huh. my, uh, I, I do, uh, uh, I forgot what other offensive jokes I did. Um, <clears throat> but then at the end, I'm like, since everyone is coming out the closet and being honest with their true selves, it makes me feel uh, confident and, and and brave enough to to uh, be true to myself with you right now. I voted for Trump, and I'm still happy with my fucking decision. Good night, everybody. And there, and, and that was that, that. That is what got everybody. That was like, oh shit, oh shit. I'm sure they didn't think it was funny, although they should have. I mean, that is a funny joke, yeah, even is. though it's. True, but like, it's like, funny the way I was basically because, like I basically that, shit it on everybody. I was like, okay, you're black, you're gay, you're this, you're that, you're okay, good. That's your joke. All right, fine. I voted for Trump, and I'm still happy with my fucking decision. And I'm a, I'm a I'm a dark skinned Hispanic. What the fuck are you gonna do? What the fuck are you? Gonna, I'm braver than you. I am braver than you that I could go into the fucking lions then to supposed lions and more like the fucking. Uh, <clears throat> the rainbow, the rainbow teddy bear society of uh, Saskatchewan. <clears throat> uh, you know, bunch of bunch of little frou frou care bears. Uh, you know, and be like, you know what? I voted for Trump, and you know what? Fuck your mothers, collectively. Fuck your mother, and there's nothing you can do about it. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? Oh, I'll tell you what you're gonna do about it. You're gonna go on fucking Facebook and fucking bitch about me. Bitch about me instead of saying it to my fucking face and then block me because you think you're you're stunning and brave. Like, no, I'm not gonna kiss your ass. Brave enough to block you before you can respond. Exactly. Exactly. That's the that's the punchline. (laughs) Nothing nothing pisses me off more than fucking you wanna start your shit and then you block me before I fucking respond. I mean I I can't wait to hear like somebody go on stage and say I'm a I'm a gay Midget with fucking uh, fly wings uh, coming out my back, and you know, with ten arms and like fifty thousand eyes, and well, you know, actually, and I'm the fly actually, in the movie, the fly. Actually, I, no, I, I, I identify. I'm a non-binary uh, squirrel uh, that likes to hide his nuts up my ass. Um, I'm stunning and brave. I I'm like okay, and I mean, what's where's the joke? Like, I'm not supposed to laugh at you saying that you're a non-binary squirrel. Like, that's not the joke because that's fucking they hilarious. Take every label they can to come up with the the being the most oppressed. And, and you know, I'm also going to tell you this. You know, kind of on the music end again. Yeah, I was just watching this Dan Durst the Worst video the, the other day, mm-hmm. and he's doing a commentary like we are. But he's doing it on, like, these people talking about the music scene. And they're saying that uh, music has too many white people, white males in it, and it's a problem. And that they're like a, um, a, a was it, a, a, a lox Jew. They're, the, the person, I think, is like a non-binary uh, 
trance, whatever. Um, I, what, what is, what's the thing they ordered at uh, Jewish delis? Uh, was it fish and lox? Oh, lox and, uh, lox and bagels. Yeah, lo- uh, lox bo- and bagel. Yeah. That's what they were referring to themselves as a lox and bagel Jew. I don't even know what they. I'm learning so many new terms I never yeah. even heard of before. Oh, gefilte fish. But gefilte. They're going on and talking about how white people need to sh- shut up and not have an opinion because too many white people have too many opinions and they shouldn't be allowed to. And they're ta- there's too many white people in uh, music bands and they need. We can't have that anymore. I mean, th- this is crazy stuff. These people are insane. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're they're like a tragic comedy show. Just they they just don't even realize that they they like, are the tragedy like of the, the thing, comedy. The thing the thing is, people people say this to me all the time when I do my comedy. Like, oh, you're really funny, but not not the way you think. Uh, not 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 for the reason you think. And I'm like, no, you're funny. For, and not for the reason you think. You're talking about yourself. I mean, because it's like me. I'm, well, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not freaking. I'm not up here kissing your ass. I'm not gonna kiss your ass. I'm just gonna. I'm. Comedy is about speaking one's truth and making a joke out of it. And the thing is, I see the ridiculous. Like, who gives a? Like, I don't care. Like, I, I like when my comedy is, is is like I'm starting to realize I'm I'm a nihilist. With my comedy, because it's like, I don't give a fuck who you are, who you like to fuck, and you keep throwing it in my face, throwing it in my face, throwing it in my face, and I'm just going to, I'm going to take your toy, I'm going to smash it, and I'm going to make you look like an idiot for even bringing it up that, that when it didn't need to be brought up. No one was attacking you. No one was attacking you. Nihilist comedy. Nihilist comedy. The yeah. Nihilist comedy uh, corner. I don't know. I, <laughs> it sounds like something... Uh, in the future. <laughs> hey, kids. Oh, hey, kids. This is Louis B. And welcome to Nihilist Corner. Can you say, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no one hey, gives a crap. There's probably more substance in that than anything these characters are putting out there. Because hey, like I said, kids. they jump the entire scene. Today's phrase it of does, the day is no of- one cares and it doesn't matter. Dead because of them. That's all I know. Yeah. And you and we're you know, I guess we'll go back to this. Uh, these characters reminiscing. I'm, I'm sure they're moving on to a new topic though. I hope, so I hope so. I'm just more to talk about with that. But oh, we had to because it, there it is relevant to everything that they are saying. I just want to. I just. I just like honestly. I, I just wish at the end of this podcast, that it, it self destructs and they 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 both die in the fire. It's like uh, a go go gadget episode. Go go gadget suicide bomber <laughs> vest. A little self destruct in ten seconds or something. <laughs> go gadget, go. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I think from what I've seen of you in person, uh, you know, getting them to understand your side of the point, I'm more about just shutting them up. <laughs> nice try. F- okay. Well, well, it's funny because I'm. A- it's funny because that's actually a line that I used on 2020. It's not about shutting them up. It's about shutting them down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Try it, bitch. But Shut I shut them uh, down. <laughs> Good luck. I have to graph whenever I do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I have to graph how, uh, how we're going to um, proceed for that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are times when I can talk and have a conversation. Yep. There are times when the conversation cannot be had. 
So there are so, times when Alan Swinney swings a, a baseball bat-sized stick at your oh, head. There's no time for talking then. Then you got to yeah. get the bat and smack him. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's how it goes. When mm. Tiny was there, when time when we was in Providence. Um, mm. Yeah. And you mean you mean the same Tiny that you like to go up in his face, and like okay, let me let me <clears throat> let me tell you about some man shit. Uh, for for the NTV that 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 will listen to this show, and try to criticize. Let me tell you some man shit. <clears throat> when you aggressively approach a man, uh, uh, I'm talking about a real man, me included. Yeah. You you put us in a mindset where we might have to fight, and if we have to fight, you, you like you put us in the mindset of fight or flight. Most of the time, men choose fight when you challenge them. Getting up in a man's face is a challenge, and if he doesn't, and, and it's it's a game, it becomes a game of chicken. Who's gonna back down? Tiny does not back down. That's no, why he doesn't. He he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not afraid to fight either. Especially if you are ninety pounds soaking wet, and if you especially if you try to actually try to make him flinch, acting like you have a weapon, and he fucking blasts you in your uh, shit. Don't. don't. Done. What the like? The, the crazy part is these idiots. They don't even realize he could have been. He could have joined their cause. He was going to join their cause. He was heading in that direction, and these idiots yeah. lied to him. I, not personally, but like the, the whole ideology essentially lied to him, and it totally flipped him yeah. in the opposite direction. He could have been antifa. And these idiots don't even realize that, and they attack him, and they, they, they treat him like garbage. Like, do you think he's going to join their cause and help them now? No, they help put him in jail. Of course he's not going to join it. He'll never join the cause now. His eyes are open. Yeah. And that, the, the, he could have been their pawn, and now he's he, he sees that he's being deceived by them. Yeah, and he's, and, he's going to join their cause. But that's the thing, and that's the thing. Whenever they see time, like, honestly... You know, I'm not a punk, but if someone is like six foot tall, I mean, I, like, well, over six feet, Tiny's over six feet. Like, I'm not fucking with the dude that 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 can eat me. <laughs> it's quality time. He's the. I mean, let's face it. He's he's Marvel superhero character. Like, you don't want to you don't want to fight the freaking thing or like no, the he's, Hulk he's or the fucking Hulk. He he's the freaking Poly, he's the Polynesian Hulk. Yeah, yeah, the Samoan Hulk. The Samoan Hulk, like, and and you're getting up in this man's face saying "fuck you, tiny, fuck you, tiny." I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna da, 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 da. and look, what the fuck do you expect? Like, and then you 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 target him because you know he's going to defend himself and blast you in your shit. So that way you well, can run to the police that you want to defund so much. I gotta say, he's pretty restrained. I mean, this guy could literally just go around no, clobbering people. Yeah. He's pretty freaking great. No, he's a, he's he didn't hit Daryl Mont Jenkins when Daryl was, uh, you know, having a conversation with him. Yeah. When, you know, him and Joey Gibson, you know, they're talking about that moment where they were talking to Joey and Tiny. And, you know, which they're going to lie about in this commentary, I might add. No, of course. Or, you know, right, we're so, having. They're, yeah, they're going to lie about that. Yeah, let's go. Let's get into this shit. But I'm just saying, Antifa, leave fucking Tiny alone. If, unless you don't want your shit split open, leave Tiny alone. Because Tiny will split you in your shit. In fact, for that matter, you get up in my face and act like you're going to bust me in my shit, I'm going to split your shit. 
It's like not. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a tough guy. It's like if you're going to act like you're going to hit me with something, I am going to defend myself. No caps. Well, that's a fair warning for them. They should take like, heed. They should be I, very careful. With I mean, and most people, most people I know would. I mean, like honestly, there there is a reason why there's an unspoken respect between men. Like most civilized men, we don't go up to other men and act like we're going to square off. Well, unless you're actually going to square. Unless off. Unless you're actually going to square off, it's not that you're, you're afraid. Either good friends, are you sparring, or you're you're you know you're going to square off. Yeah, you know not, either no, either. There's only two types of uh, ways that that works. But you know you're squaring up with tiny. No in between. You you square up with tiny. Or any any other man, they're gonna think, oh shit, okay, it's fighting time. I don't know this motherfucker. I don't know what he got. I don't know, like, and especially with the history of Antifa, they like to do like some like fucking, uh, uh, like uh, ninety nine cent store American ninja type shit. Yeah, they got some what? knives. They got freaking mm-hmm. metal pipes, and ghetto flamethrowers, and yeah. yada yada. So yeah. yeah. Like I'm gonna split you in your shit before you could fucking even reach for any. So anyway, anyways, back. Let, let's get to this shit. No point lying because they're about to lie. And uh, I, I was able to talk to Joey Gibson the first time I met Joey Gibson. Yeah, um, lying his ass off to me. Of course, nonstop. That's all he does. Um, he would, and he later tried to use some video to make it look bad that I was while I was talking to him, and it was like, um, but it was cool. And I also, but the thing is, that I would say about Tiny. And here's a good here's a good antidote to um, bear in mind. I look at Tiny as looking as 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 a kid that just wants to belong, and he found a group that he could belong with. <laughs> look what it got him though. He's in jail. Yeah, but here's my thing. I can look at him like that, and then also my obligation is to those who he might hurt, first and foremost. Right. Uh, okay. The baby, uh, mother, suck my dick. Suck Yo, my dick. You got to pause that because I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything he said about that particular moment with Joey Gibson and the video and all that. Yeah. Are, these people realize that there's video footage of this floating on YouTube of like the actual reality of what went on that day. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's complete. Everything you just said is distorted. Compared to the real reality, yeah. What Joey Gibson did was he showed, it, uh, what was it? Daryl Mar Jenkins was saying that Joey Gibson's boy was in jail because he killed two people. That guy, I think his name was Christensen or whatever. Mm-hmm. That guy was his boy. That guy was an actual like leftist um, Nazi, like he, he kind of pro Antifa. And you know, Joey Gibson kicked him out of the event because he was apparently dangerous. Well, it was proven correct because the guy murdered two people. And Joey Gibson proved this video to Daryl Jenkins, who then said, oh, i got to turn my camera off. And Joey's like, oh, so you, your people can't see it. And he's like, oh, I better show it. So now Daryl's claiming uh, that Joey's basically lying. Well, Daryl watched the footage. You can watch the footage. Anybody listening to this or watching it. And see that Daryl is talking a very distorted history. I mean, I have a copy of this video. You can watch it. Anybody. But And, yeah, it, he it's amazing how the, the history that he's presenting is just completely distorted. When anybody with a, a, a fingertips can search on, you know, YouTube and watch the video of them talking with Daryl in 2018 when they were Providence, Rhode Island. 
I, I hope to have that footage on maybe on my channel at some point just to show people. Yeah. But it's out there. You can find it. You can go on a, you know, I hate to plug the guy Rod Weber has it on his freaking channel. Mm. Well, anyway, I, I had to point that out. He, everything, and, and of course, you know, now he's attacking Tiny, saying, oh, Daryl's got a, a, a responsibility for all the people that Tiny might hurt. <laughs> no, but people are getting hurt because they, I guess they want to get hurt when they threaten to attack Tiny or anyone else. Does Daryl have a responsibility for all the people that Antifa hurt? No, you care less who Antifa hurts. Yeah. It's pretty elementary. Yeah, obvious. He'll, he'll justify it. Did he care about the Proud Boys that got hurt when they got stabbed? No, he left. Daryl said he was laughing about the Proud Boys getting stabbed. So he obviously he didn't care if they got stabbed. But, you know, oh, Tiny's going to hurt people. And then he's making fun, like treating Tiny like he's a dumb child. Like, Oh, he just wants to belong. I like that's that's some very insulting crap to yeah. say. I mean, I mean, I'm sure Donnie doesn't is looking to belong to somebody. But I just had to point out this yeah. stuff. And yeah, he's in jail because he's anti fuss scumbags who attack other people. Donnie was a defender of people, and they they sidelined him like they did with Max and John. Mm-hmm. We're now in prison. But anyway, uh, let's play more of this guy. Yeah. Right. So I can look at him like that, but also recognize the bottom line is that you've got to stop people like that from going forward with what they believe at that time. You can try like to that sidelining. Yeah. He's sidelining. Yeah. Like I said. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I had to say yeah. they still got to stop him, right? Yeah. So they're sidelining people. All they all you want, but if they don't come around they get a roundhouse kick <laughs> right i mean that's just the way it goes i mean you gotta you gotta be aggressive when it comes to these folks and that oh, well go on yeah. oh wow uh i just have to say thanks doxy like uh that is absolutely awesome i really appreciate that that's actually uh i think the first time anything like that's happened on the show being only our fifth show uh <laughs> So yeah, you know, at that uh, Providence one, it went uh, it went wrong. It went sideways, and it went sideways in a bad way. Um, now, kind of like you said about you know feeling it's your obligation. You know, I don't mind taking uh, taking a punch every now and then. I'm not a strong man. Uh, I, I I'm by no means capable of taking a full on you know attack from someone like Tiny. That is a big man. But um, when it comes to these types of events, like even at specifically that Providence one uh, or uh, one out in Portland or one out in Seattle or down in New York or one of the five times I've run into this kid, uh, I got chest to chest to him at the very front of the line. I made sure that no one else could push me. So when the stuff went down, there was no one else right in front of him but me. And uh, because, I mean, I can handle it. I mean, it's going to hurt, but like whatever. You know, there are other people who like would have gone to the hospital and if he had landed a direct hit on my head i think it would have but i'm decent enough but like the the idea there is you sit there and uh, you try because i was trying i was telling him calm down you don't need to and and people were starting to yell and throw things on both sides it was just it was just getting heated you could tell it was gonna go yeah when it's getting like that when it's getting hot and um no time for talking you're just gonna no. have to let things play out as they do um protect yourself and defend yourself however you can um uh, try to de-escalate as much as you can, but when you can't, do what you got to do. I mean, that was a rough my day. Thing, <laughs> my thing is, um, 
<clears throat> excuse me. I think my thing is primarily is to make sure, like I said, the obligation is to protect those that they might um, in the future or even then hurt. You want to try to keep that from happening however you can. Yeah. Um, but um, this shit is triggering me. <laughs> I'm just like I'm clenching my fist. Like I just I just want to like land a couple like fucking haymakers on each I one. I sat there and watched. I I just recently edited footage from that yeah. Providence Rhode Island event. Mm-hmm. Like like almost a, know, a couple weeks ago. I I hope to release it on my channel at some point, but. I'm just thinking what these characters are saying and all the fight stuff. It's it's clear to I mean, Antifa was throwing diarrhea on people and piss and other crap, and they were assaulting Proud Boys, and the Proud Boys responded back by hitting them and stuff. But you just see it's clear they they were starting all that stuff, and then the Proud Boys just responded and refused to leave, and, and this is all just distorted. And it's like they're not out there to protect. Them. They showed up to someone else's rally to start a fight. That's what the Antifa people did. I, I mean, let's. It wasn't Antifa's rally. It was the people in Providence, Rhode Island. A, you know. So what are they? What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Protect people. Okay. <laughs> can I say that when I show up to your rally and we attack you? Yeah. I guess we can. <laughs> that's what if that's what they're telling us the definition of all this is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll let you play more. <laughs> but we got. But I know that there are going to be some people who are watching this right now, like us, who like will us. say that this means that they will try to use this into with their narrative about how Antifa is always right. violent, and they are. Damn it. Oh wow! Was that the first honest thing he said in this entire thing so far? Sometimes there's a hint of truth and amount of bullshit. Jeez! And a broken clock is right at least twice a day, right? This is like the cherry on top of the shit Sunday of this fucking yeah. show. God, exactly. And he said the way he says Antifa, like you don't exist. Shut the fuck up! All right. First he denies he's Antifa while saying he is. It's, I don't, it, it's very ironic what he does. Yeah, fucking double spink ass. Spink? Double speak ass, motherfucker. Oh, man. Spink. To cover up for it. Right. Um, but also, um, you also have to recognize the fact that, yeah, let's explain that. That's what we're doing now. We're explaining how we go from column A to column Z. Yeah, because <laughs> it goes quickly at that point. Yeah. So, it's... um. It really is not um, the primary intent of anybody to just engage, engage, engage in um, physical confrontations all the time, uh, unless you're dealing with people who you know are themselves going to engage, engage, engage in such confrontations. Um, The one thing that's very important um, is to basically neutralize this crowd. And and you can do that without having to, um, you know, get into the fisticuffs. More often than not. Well, that leads into a discussion of a lot of the other work you've done, the documenting, the doxing, the the referring people to, you know, everything from uh, what the left does by sending their bosses information about the bad things they're doing. I mean, sometimes sometimes you want that to end up with that person losing their job because they're the worst of the worst. Sometimes it might just be nice that the boss tells them to effing stop it, and they do, um, you know? But, like, so... 
let's go back to the nineties here, right? We're mm-hmm. we're we're in the mid nineties now and, and you're you're in that punk scene, but you're kind of dying out of it a little and you start one people's project and this is a foundation, right? Or an organization or it's do you an just organization. It's, so, it's an organization. So what is it? What what does it do? Well, basically we're kind of like a radical form of SPLC. We basically research report on and um <laughs> on right-wing groups and individuals, and we let people, we try to encourage communities to be proactive against them. Um, as I always say, to diminish their ability to function. And and I think that that is um, important no matter what happens. I mean, you take what goes on in Washington, D.C., right? What happened in Washington, D.C. last weekend, Proud Boys pretty much had the run of the place. Um, they try, um, they attacked a lot of people. We fought back, and, um, and, and all hell broke loose. Um, oh, my but, God. Then come oh, boxing. And right. yo, pause this, Louie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause. Do you, you are you hearing some red flags here, aren't you? Yes. We're a radical form of the SPLC, basically, is what he's implying, if he didn't outright just directly say that. <laughs> Which, you know, we we've known forever. But he's just laying it out and, and again with the distorted history. He's implying that the you know the people on the Trump side slash Proud Boys just showed up to D.C. and just randomly uh, stalked everybody out in the streets and, and for no apparent reason, no no apparent reason whatsoever. Well, I, I I can tell you this: I'm sure you watched all those little mini clips that I sent you uh, weeks ago, oh, yes. where BLM and Antifa were terrorizing families. I'm sure you watched quite a few of those. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I'm actually in the process of compiling a video right now with all those clips and the clips of Antifa and, you know, the Proud Boys going at it later on that night to show and demonstrate why we fight. Because they, these people like to paint the, the victim narrative about themselves, but I, I'm going to tell you, everything that they did to those families out there was absolutely unacceptable and uncalled for. But hey, that's what they—they they will leave that those details out, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in a video and show everybody what these people are really about. And you know Daryl said he wants to sideline people and by any means necessary, even if it requires calling your employer, getting the cops involved, doesn't matter what it is or how it is. That's what these people—they—they they like to use dirty tactics to sh- to silence and suppress anybody, and that's clear as. <laughs> the evidence is right there, and he's telling you exactly what he's doing, right here. Anyway, I, I just had to, I had to point that out. Like everything he's talking about in DC is just ridiculous. Uh, I've watched multiple, you know, news, you know, streams of that, and you know, the evidence is there. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Because every time. They come out in mass like that. Pardon me. No worries. You should show everyone the uh, the, the water bottle there. Oh, this! Yes. I, I love I love this water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Unapologetically black. <laughs> and it should be noted, I'm not saying I'm a nationalist. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, yeah, I'm proud to be black. I'm right. a black man, damn proud of it. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's also it's okay to be black. <laughs> there you go. And it actually, and I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to tell you something else too. That's it is okay to be white. Not okay to be a dick about it. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. <laughs> so so. You, you've got this organization. It's uh, 
And you know what? Can I add that it's not okay to be a dick, dick to be black? Well, apparently it is in his world. And uh, I, you notice uh, he didn't say it's okay to be proud to be white. No, of course not. <laughs> I'm just just an observation, you know. I'm just saying. Just it's just okay to be white. Okay, all right. You can't be a dick though. No. no. All right. All right. One people's project. If you have hate in your heart, say white power. So, anyways, um, and you have a second project or an internal project, but it's they're they're the same kind of group of people. You have Idavox, and that's okay, kind of well, like the me... news arm. Is that yeah? Well, like, how does that work? Okay. Um, One People's Project started um, in 2000. I mean, this is probably the beginning of the end of me out of the scene because now I have work to do. Right. Uh, And um, it was kind of like what happened was um, there was a um, white supremacist, by the way, by the name of um, Richard Barrett, who was uh, the leader of a group called the Nationalist Movement. Um, he, he is probably like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to white supremacists of the day. And, um, and, but he, he was out there he was, and he announced a, a rally in Morristown, New Jersey. Now, New Jersey um, didn't have a lot of rallies at this time. Um, New York, um, just six months or six or seven months before um, we got that announcement, uh, had their second clan rally in its entire history. Okay. So all of this is new to the area. Mostly we basically protested against police brutality. But what happened was um once this all um once he made that announcement, people were trying to figure out what to do and um and what we're gonna do about it. And then they, they looked in my direction because I was chasing after Nazis even if they weren't in New Jersey. Right. Up in New Jersey, um, with the exception of a few times. So, uh, our thing was to um, just coordinate with various groups around um, around the state, and we did it via a website, which was more or less unheard of back in that day. And um, and we called the rally the One People's Rally. This episode is made possible by PwC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion, and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter, which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety. So that is, um, that's where the name comes from, number one. And, um, but that's also where the website comes from. And we provided information about the, um, the rally, about some of the people we expected to be there, um, and, and what have you. Um, and then after the rally, we said, let's keep it going. And that was the beginning of One People's Project. 
um, One People's Project was the news on. We basically reported on the things that were going on up that day. If you go to archive.org, we got a whole bunch of stuff that you'll be interested in. If you if you go to archive.org and look up One People's Project, um, you will see a lot of stuff that we did back then. Um, but around 2015, the and, and it was just this simple. Around 2015, our um, our platform that we were using Joomla wasn't working for us anymore and we had to shift over to WordPress so we said okay fine we'll just start a whole new website that will uh that that would be the one people's project newsline and one people's project would just be the organizational page or what have you organization for the um the website for the organization itself um Idavox started in 2015 <coughs> excuse me and that was when basically we just started putting all of our news articles there as opposed to on the One People's Project site. So that's all that was. It was just simply just trying to change everything over the WordPress and everything because we was having the devil. And it just ended up being- Can we just fast forward this shit? I mean, <laughs> like, honestly, it is interesting history, though. Not really. <laughs> well, we got to know where this guy's coming from so we know where he's at today. Like I, I, I started stuff off. will pop up again if you want to read because you know, like he said, he I started researching all these Nazi groups back in the eighties when they were on these shows and this, and that's how I became so prominent. And I found, well, we're gonna find out where his info is at. And we yeah, we uh, need people my, to research. My first this website stuff. was an Angel Fire website. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, ny five dot dash. Uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins lying ass scumbag dot angelfire dot net <laughs> slash forward html. It had a lot of uh flying toaster strudels uh gifts. Like, shut up. <laughs> easier doing it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just made everything easy. So yeah. you know, he's telling us he created the Heaven's Gate website. Like you know, before me, uh, you know, most people used to like. Drink their Kool Aid and kill themselves in sandals, and then, you know, I I, I suggested, uh, how's about we, uh, you know, put some like Nikes on them feet, so that way we could be styling as we like fly off into like the, you know, the spaceship and shit. Like, shut the. F- he had he had Sean Hannity on his on his website on like a watch list of people that are extreme like right wing Nazi fascists. Everyone's I'm a fucking kidding. like honestly, this dude this dude he looks under his bed like mom, can you check my bed underneath my bed for some some Nazis? <laughs> it's Sean Hannity of all people <laughs> on his on his page at one point. I, I don't even he might still Daryl Daryl Daryl, where are you? It's time to look for supremist. <laughs> <laughs> like come on like freaking scooby and the gang like damn we could you we could have if it wasn't for if it wasn't for those amazing uh, those those uh med- menacing not menacing what was that what was that fucking line? meddling kids if it wasn't for those meddling kids we would have started the third reich Grr. <laughs> And then you pull the mask off, and it's really, it's really empty. Like oh man, hours. Spencer! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for everyone man, wondering yeah. out there, there's onepeoplesproject.com, 
and then there is uh, idavox dot is it org dot com okay dot com so idavox idavox dot com and all these links will be provided in the description on YouTube and all the other places and on Twitter and everywhere. But yeah, uh, you can go to dot org and it will direct you to um, the dot com because we we bought out all those um just in case your, oh no <laughs> not just in case when one people's project got started um. They um they they took org and net. <laughs> nice. They even had for a brief moment for a brief moment um the other side had white people's project. Of course. So like, <laughs> okay, we're just going to ignore this. It looks good, but we're just going to ignore just ignore this. Eventually, org and net they they really just don't understand a good joke, do they? They don't really get when someone <laughs> like you, to me. I would take that as. Oh, y'all fucking with us. <laughs> like, it's a fucking troll. It's yeah. a fucking troll. They don't under... Like, this is this is the... Anno- like, for me personally, this is the annoying shit. They don't... Uh, they are willing to not understand comedy. They're willing to not understand when something is actually a joke. Sometimes a joke is just a joke. They're making they they're going to this white people's project is obviously a troll to slam to make fun of the ridiculousness of the one people's project. It is pretty funny. It is. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um we're gonna take a quick we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna play some section eight cartel. Um I gotta take this call. Sweet. And um Yeah. So all right, so yeah, this, we're gonna we're gonna play this song called uh, "Schizoid" on this Crouch Out Radio show. How appropriate.
That was Section A Cartel with their song Schizoid on the Crowd Shot Radio Show. We are, if you're just joining us now, we are doing a, we're doing commentary on a podcast uh, about, Dar- uh, with an interview with Daryl Lamont Jenkins, who is a Antifa propagandist who has been pissing me off with his constant lies on this show. Uh, we might have to go into a part three. Um, actually, uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to Junior. He is uh, one of the guitarists on Section Eight Cartel. I can't wait for them to uh, wait for. Can't wait for them to come back out, man. They've been. They've been. Uh, they they haven't been around for a while, man. I miss that band, mm-hmm. Section Eight Cartel. What, what do you think of that song? Um, you know, I'm going to have to listen to, um, send me a link to it. It's like a fully list. Sometimes it's not easy for me to hear the music on the show. Yeah. I'll, I'll it say, sounds like it's a good band. Yeah. I mean, so. they, they, they're from, they're from Queens, uh, Latinos, All right. Latino, uh, you know, I, I miss, I, I really miss these guys. They, they really, they actually sound better live. I'm sure they do. And they, I'm sure this show is amazing too. Yeah. That, yeah. Which we can't have anymore because of the reasons we already discussed on yeah. the show I'll, earlier. I'll send you a link. Segments. I'll send you a link to their show that I shot um, live. This was, and, and mind you, oh, this, this is how dedicated I was to this band. Uh, remember Flip Cam? Yes. I had the HD Flip Cam, and I, oh, uh, I, I would tape a a flashlight on top of the Flip Cam because there was no light to it. And a lot of these shows were dark as fuck. Uh, right. So I would be standing there for for half hour to 45 minutes during their set, filming them, making sure I was getting the shot so that and getting the sound. So, I got you. Yeah. That's dedication, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, believe me, I know. I go to shows that do the same thing pretty much. Not so much the flashlights, you know, setting up cameras and stuff and trying to get the whole set. Yeah. So I, I absolutely understand what with you're saying. With a flip cam, with my arm getting tired and shit, like holding it up. But, you know, I, I like, I would, I would, like, go in there. I would have the, have the flip cam. I would charge it up. I would have some, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, some electrical tape. Tape, tape the, tape the, <laughs> the flashlight on top of the flip cam. Turn the flashlight on and and, and start shooting that way, so that way the, there would be an appropriate amount of light. Right. Yeah, but you'll see. So, anyways, we're we're My back God, to I'll this. Check uh, that out. Back to this abomination. We're we're doing a part three <laughs> because I'm not I'm not doing the final hour. I'm not. <laughs> How far? How how much more time is the podcast on there? Uh, it, it, we're we're at thirty seven twenty one, and it goes on for an hour and forty six minutes. An hour? I didn't even realize that's how long it went on. I guess you're right. We might have to do it. You, you, if we do a third out, you know, third podcast, on, you might want to do it this week then. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, if you got time, yeah, I don't know. yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because I mean, it's... we'll see if we get squeezed in a special, um, oh, you no. know, closure episode of this for you know whether it's this week or uh, and a maybe very next special week. episode of the Crotch Out Radio Show. The guys, <laughs> oops, the guy, <laughs> the guys, <laughs> you know, the guys investigate a show where a parent molestation has taken place. Um honestly they look like they, they molested they molested themselves. That's the look they guy these guys have. Like they weren't they weren't molested by anyone else. They just they just like looked at themselves in the mirror and they started just 
playing with themselves. That's 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 talk about raping your mind. Yeah, <laughs> their mind raped. Yeah, jeez. Like, like honestly, <laughs> poor Greg. I mean, you look at his eyes; they're just dead. They're, those are da- doll eyes, dead, lifeless. <laughs> And so now I have those three. So if you go to Orgonet on either Idabox or One People's Project, you'll still go to the website. Yep. Um, Idabox, by the way, is named after Ida B. Wells, um, who basically, just like us, spoke, wrote about the things that were going on that no one else wanted to write about. So one of the key takeaways from what I just heard you say that the all, all of uh, both of our ramblings for the last about twenty minutes there, well, right? I mean, we both do. We're we're both that way, right? Yeah, and we both can talk. And I see questions being. Um, so we're we're going to get to these questions in a second. But the thing that I really want to say to people is um, the the most important thing I heard in all of that was you saying that one people's project was started around two thousand. So that's July twenty years ago. And um, for, 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 for yeah, so for all the people sitting here thinking about the Proud Boys and about uh, Patriots Front, Patriots Prayer, all these groups, the Vanguards, the Americas, whatever's, you know, there's a hundred of them at this point, right? Um, most of these groups, while new, are made up or founded by, uh, you know, people who were in other earlier groups that were more underground until uh, people like Trump made it okay for them to go out in public. <laughs> Um, in, in mass numbers. Uh, and, and to me, one of the, the key, uh, key things that you bring to the table is not, uh, not even just that you're in on this fight, but that while a lot of us have only been looking in this general direction for the last, you know, even call it six years, if you're really up to speed, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're 30, 40 years in and your organization alone is 20 years old already. And that, that's, that's key that, that knowledge is important and we need to make sure that people are tapping into that and learning from it. So when they go to Idavox, they're going to find articles on, you know, there's, there's the wonderful one about Metzger and about, you know, I mean, basically, you know, the conclusion of him deserving the death that he got or, or worse. And in my mind, um, he was a horrible human being. Oh my God. Horrible. You can go to archive.idavox.com. Dot com and you can also see some of the older articles that we had on One People's Project and you can see a kind of shift into how we were dealing with things I mean you got to remember that you do have groups you do have um, websites and I got to give shout outs to them <coughs> Unicorn Riot, um, It's Going Down um, uh, Rose City Antifa, a bunch of other websites that also report on their goings on in their area and there was a time when we were the only ones that were um, kind of like doing that on on a grand scale. Um, I'm very happy that the battle's been joined because I'm getting older and I can't do it as well as I would like to. I'm serious. I mean, yeah. these are our babies. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I love them all. <laughs> but I would say that uh, um, when you start seeing that, you just start seeing us really ratcheted it up on um, on some of these characters who would otherwise be ignored. The folks like the Vinland, the social club, who are the bad guys in the movie Skin that um, <laughs> featured um, that featured somebody that helped get out of that group. And that's a question from our chat. Had you seen it? And, uh, Have and I you... seen it? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I it... was there when they shot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm, so, yeah, uh, I, okay, so the question is, yeah, I see it right here. Um, hey, Louie. Yeah, um, right. Go ahead. He's going to get into the whole discussion about this movie Skins and the actors that got involved. And I don't know if you've ever seen the picture of who the actor is that portrays him in the film. No, I've never, but, uh, I've never even heard of the movie Skins. Oh, it's on Netflix, I think, or Amazon Prime or something. But when you see the actor that he ch- they chose to play and portray him in the film, it, you're just going to laugh your ass off. <laughs> you're going to be like, this, this is like a fantasy story. All right, let's... Um... Let's let's just, do just type that in on a, a search engine and yes. see what happens. <laughs> and just like search for the images. All right, let's see images. I'm using DuckDuckGo. Um I forget the name of the actor, but he's like taller than Daryl is, and just like I think he was a Marvel superhero character, as a matter of fact, in other films. Okay, I IMDb. What the? F- How does he have a IMDb? What the trick? Oh, you're gonna like I said, you're gonna start learning things. Oh, you start really. People are. Is it skin or skins? I believe it was Skins. It, it's a film that he put out about a former neo-Nazi turned, I guess, communist. <laughs> so it's a he's okay if he's a communist, you know, hmm. anti-racist communist or something. Okay, I'm yeah. looking for the fucking thing here. Okay, Skin TV series. Was it a TV series? No, it's an actual movie. Mother Trucker! <laughs> Just type in Daryl, Jen- you know, Ma- La- Lamont Jenkins' uh, skins, and, and and they should have the cast of characters that should pop up. I'm telling you, you got to see the image of what he looks like on the of who he chose as the actor to portray right. him on Skip the ads. film. Oh, they have the whole movie it's on. Hilarious. They have the whole fucking movie on 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 YouTube for free. Oh, did they put it on YouTube now? Yeah, it is. Well, that's good. He had it in the theaters, too, I heard. Yeah. I was supposed to go see it, but I missed it. All right. All right. Okay. Skins, rated R. Actors, Eric Schweig, Graham Green. Is that it? Look, at it should have his name under the credits of who the character I'm telling you, just look at who he chose for the actor to portray him in this film. Okay, let's see. Because I... you're going to see what distortion truly looks like when you see this. Hmm. I don't think at any point in history, Daryl, I I don't know, I'd have to find some old pictures of him. I don't think he ever looked uh, like the character he chose to portray Skins, him. okay. Skins is a 2002 American feature film by Chris Iyer. And based upon the novel of the same name by Adrian C. Lewis, the film is set on a fictitious... I think it's a different one. Fuck. All right. Okay, there's... Uh... Let me see if I can find it for you. <laughs> okay, no, that's not it. Mother. 
Oh, I think I found it. Oh, no, that's skin. Are you sure it's not skins? A skin? I think it's skins with an S. God damn it. Alright. I don't wanna in- disable my fucking fucking ads that my ad uh block for for fucking sake. Alright. Yeah, I found it. What is it? Yeah, Michael uh Coulter is the uh the actor. Or Mike Coulter, I believe is the actor's name. You type it, that and Daryl Lamont Jenkins is an image of those two should pop up. I just <laughs> found it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Yeah, that that yeah. Just type in the name Mike Coulter and Daryl Lamont Jenkins, and it, it should pop up right on the image. All right, let's see. When you see this, you're gonna laugh. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. So so let me get this straight. They got the dude that play that that uh that's in uh uh power uh what's his name? Luke Cage. They got they got yeah. Luke Cage to play Dar yes. fucking and, yes. and, and this is a picture of Daryl Lamont Jenkins and, and, and with Luke Cage. <laughs> Sweet Christmas! Shut the fuck. I don't think I don't think Daryl ever looked as good as that. No, I could be wrong. I don't think he was ever fit like that. I, maybe I, he says he was in the army or whatever. Air, Air Force, which which or Air Force, I'm which sorry. from what I hear, they have very lax standards. I I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just saying. Sweet, it's, Christmas. it's it's very it's it's a very distorted. Are you uh, fucking kidding Image me? of reality. You fucking you 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 you're fucking janking my ass, right? Oh, you should look at the picture where he's dressed as Jenkins with the hat and the the you know the, the Air Force you know the air the, the flight jacket. It's pretty funny. <sighs> like talk about a cosplay. That would be like Ricky Martin playing me in a movie. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's funny. <laughs> that'll be yeah. I mean, that'll be like yeah. Look, uh, in the Louis B. biopic, uh, Ricky Martin plays Louis B. People were like, what? Do you ever see those like cartoon shows where somebody like you know you see this like narcissistic character like ask somebody to portray them in a movie and they're like this Arnold Schwarzenegger looking guy, but like the other person isn't even remotely like, close to that. Like, but they're so highly narcissistic and like distorted in the reality perspective. <laughs> I don't know. That I just I, like I said, you, I just I, I thought you would find it interesting if you saw this. That's that's why I wanted to show you. Oh, kiss my ass. I, you know. <laughs> oh man! All right. Oh yeah. He, he, when, when you hear the rest of what he talks about, he's going to get into all the movie stuff. But you know, <laughs> I just thought you'd find that interesting. Oh shit! Wait a minute. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh shit! 
Okay, I think I fucked up. What'd you do? Um, I didn't realize I was still on cam. <laughs> you might be. I don't know. No, no, I, I can't no, scan no, anything. No, no, no. Um, I, 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 I didn't know that that restream. Oh shit! You, there, there was a part where I got up to take a call, and I'm in my boxers. Oh sweet! <laughs> Talk about uncensored TV. Oh damn. That is what it is. Oh, oh well. I mean, good thing. All right. Well, I guess I guess no one's seen. Hey, if you can poke fun at yourself, then you know you're. Uh, no one, no, mean, well, you know you got a good sense of humor. All I'm saying is, no one is going to see the video of this. <laughs> uh, don't worry. When you get to have the the movie that you're going to make, Louie, or whatever the hell that movie is going to be, yeah, you can get Luke Cage to, you know. Be the actor that plays your character. I just realized, like, what? I'm like, wait a minute, really? Re- what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no. it could have been worse. Like, oh no. <laughs> Shit. As was this, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Whoops! Oh well. Okay. Well, at least at least not a lot of people are watching this. So <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, you, it is what it is. What are you gonna do? I don't know. But yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff going on. That's all I know. Yeah, so. But yeah, as far as uh, Jenkins goes, that's that's who he used as the actor to portray him in his film. And like I said, you can find a photo of uh, the actor dressed and the outfit that Jenkins is most notably seen at when he's doing his uh, when he's at these actions mm-hmm. out on the street. Which I don't know, it's, I just find the image to be rather comical. I, I, right. I feel like it's a distortion of reality to some extent. But you know, what do I know? I mean, if I, I I don't know, I don't think I would pick an actor that doesn't even remotely resemble me if I was in a movie, but what do I, again, what do I know? Yeah. Oh, shit. Did I just close out the fucking thing? I did, didn't I? Shoot. So. Ugh. Well, I I think I think that 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 that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna. You want to do a third part uh, we're next gonna, time? We're gonna do a third part because I got. We're, we're getting. It's starting to get entertaining now. I mean, we're seeing movies and these and talk about all you know all these actors you got to meet and you know talk about how you know we have these reconciling what are those uh, court cases that uh. AOC was calling to have on all of us these trials. Yeah, He's so, gonna call for those well, type of things. <laughs> what we're gonna do is tomorrow we will we will uh you know go do a part three. Um Yeah, it'll be like Santa Claus. We'll yeah. uh we'll deliver uh, some gifts on Christmas Eve. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving, which is this podcast of this show that we're yeah. doing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, because boy, is there so much to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'd like to give a big shout out to Junior of Section Eight Cartel for coming on the show. Um, stop sharing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> like to like to thank everyone for uh, listening to the show. I should have just shut off. I could have shut off my cam. I could have did that. Okay. Yeah, I'm still u- learning how to use this. All right. Well. Next time I'm going to wear pants. It's raw and real, you know. It's mm. a raw and real show. What good, can thing I, I say? good thing I wasn't naked. Holy crap! Well, hey, it is what it is. I mean, all, thank, right. yeah, all you can do is thank uh, whoever you think. Yep. Oh wow! No one fucking warned me. All right. So I well, I can't see nothing because I don't have any <laughs> visual to look. I'm just. I have a phone. I don't even know what your what's going so, on in the show. Yep. So anyways, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the show. As always, from my house to your house. Mahalo. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.